Hi, partners. Thank you for tuning in to our anniversary celebration episode. It blows my mind that we've been on this journey together for over a year. Following Leadership Experience 2019, our team asked ourselves, how do we inspire and nurture you, our partners, to consider a long-term career at Starbucks? The idea of recording fireside chats eventually evolved into a podcast as a unique and creative program to build on that vision. What started as a small idea has grown into 12 episodes, four hours of content, and voices of 13 different partners from across the country to share their story. And so this anniversary creates a special opportunity to do some introspection. As the host, producer, and editor, I thought I'd share some of my favorite snippets from each episode. Of course, for the full experience, I do recommend you listen to them if you haven't already. Episode one featured Leslie, where she recounted her approach in gaining trust from her new team at that time. I took the time from the leadership I had here to go through each partner and ask them three simple questions. What can I do for you? What would you change in our store if you could? And tell me more about yourself. What do you like to do outside of the store? And I think it's because it's such a high volume and such a busy store and there's so much always going on. A lot of the partners really resonated with someone wanting to really get to know them and how I was going to then commit to how I'm going to work with you. Next, we transitioned to Elaine's episode, which focused on how to navigate career when transitioning into parenthood. This is an excerpt from Elaine's advice on managing both at the same time. But really to be kind to yourself and to give yourself permission to experience each of those stages and the change that you'll experience because there is change that you have as you're preparing for maternity leave and then as you're on maternity leave and as you transition back to work. And I would also share that it's okay to say to your leader or to your peers or to direct reports and share the expectations that are realistic with what you need as you re-immerse back into role. And then you adapt and change that as you become more comfortable and you're able to feel like that leader that you were previous to going on maternity leave because you you have support around you and partners that you can speak to that have experienced something similar. In the third episode, we featured Onyx's experience at Starbucks identifying as a non-binary partner. This was their response on how stores can help other non-binary partners or customers feel welcome from the very beginning. The answer to this is not really a black and white answer. It's just as much of a gray area that non-binary and gender non-conforming is, and it's being able to learn around that. So what I mean by that is individuals that you meet who might identify as something different, they might not always have the same consensus on like a term that you want to use for them or how they want to be treated. What I would always advise people to do, and I tell this to my partners all the time, I say, hey, even if you think it's an insensitive or politically incorrect question, go ahead and ask it because then it opens up the channel for you to be able to educate and to open just a discussion about it. I think the vulnerability in those moments helps build a stronger connection between you and your partners as well. Being able to do that is such a nice feeling. And to continue on for that, like some people, they might not like it if you assume their pronouns or they might give you their pronouns right off the bat, but you never know until you actually ask. And another huge thing is that there's so many resources online now as well, too. 
I did just as much research as well. And I always implore people like there's so many amazing things out there. In Juan's episode, one of the topics we discussed was showing vulnerability and developing this muscle. I wouldn't call it a challenge. It was more of a, a trait that I had to build and adjust inside to prove that I could do everything myself. I think it was pride, right? So I wanted to do everything myself. And I used to think that asking for help or just even acknowledging that I made a mistake was a sign of weakness. I can tell you now that I was completely wrong. Being vulnerable is a trait that allows you to gain the trust of others. Most importantly, just reminds yourself that it's okay to make mistakes. We're all human beings, right? So we're all in this together. So being vulnerable is not a sign of weakness at all. I always say it's okay to fail. I think what matters is what you learn from it. You stand up again and just continue to move forward. The fifth episode featuring Karen was focused on how to coach others in your team. As it was recorded in French, I'll be reading her transcription on Karen's answer as why partners are more receptive when you first get their permission in advance. First, it's important to remember that humans are always well-intentioned. Most of us want to grow to become better people. So you have to consider the relationship you have with them. Oftentimes, that relationship is built on trust. Asking for permission is a way to mentally prepare them to receive feedback or to be coached. It's also a way to show respect to the person. I try to make them understand that my actions come from a good place. My goal is to make them grow and help them be the best version of themselves. I always have the best intentions, even when the feedback might be more difficult to hear. In the sixth episode, Shannon discusses her coping mechanisms of dealing with imposter syndrome. I think from time to time, it creeps up. What is helpful as you think about your journey and even the practice of mindfulness, it really is around what am I feeling right now? Why might that be? What are the circumstances? And pausing and stepping back and really almost putting yourself in third position. And somebody very brilliant, an executive coach, once said to me, Shannon, is it an I think or an I know? When you start to incorporate or let your imposter have thoughts of what you think are true, but you don't really know to be true, that's where things can spiral or you know come out of control. So it's important to recognize when that's happening because it will. You're not going to stop that. At any given time as human beings, we'll have that fight or flight instinct or we'll have that moment where our imposter creeps in. So what's important is recognizing when it happens and stopping and pausing and asking yourself, is this fact-based or am I hypothesizing and making these things up? If you're leaning more towards an I think versus an I know, then if it's important enough for you to do so, do some due diligence and do some fact finding and understand whether it really should be or is an I know. In the seventh episode, Rami, who was only 17 at the time, shared his mindset on seeing setbacks as opportunities. 
you have to tackle it at sort of an opportunist mentality, not necessarily pessimistic or optimistic. See everything as an opportunity and that will open a lot of doors for you. Growing up, I've had the privilege to be in a lot of, let's say, less fortunate situations. If you take them as a bad thing, it's not going to lead to anywhere. But if you'd see on the bright side, okay, look, what can I benefit from this? Like moving to a new country. Oh, I don't speak that language. Okay, I'm going to learn that language. It's going to help me so much in the future. I can maybe travel to France. The eighth episode focused on relationship building and networking. Valayat shared his approach on how he prepares for connects with partners outside of his team. I do a couple of things. One, I reflect into my PDP to see, you know, what is the skills or strength that I need to develop and how does that link to the person that I'm requesting for a coffee connect. I say this only because it's super important that at all levels when we connect, it's important that we tie it back to our PDP because we all know that development is a key component of how we operate within this organization and we're here to develop our own skills, we also help to develop others. So I would really ground us in the fact that we should always have our current PDP and base it off that and then make our connects and a networking uh, within the organization. So I would say one is, you know, uh, make sure you have your most current updated PDP. Two is as you go into this connect, you know, what's the homework? What have you researched on that particular partner or a position or the department that you're meeting with? And then are you very clear on what you want to get out of those connects? And the last one I would say is that definitely have a feedback loop because you do want to continue that relationship and have some certain expectations that you want to go in with, whether you've been able to meet those expectations during a connect. In the ninth episode, we featured Chelsea and Ebony talking about their vision for the Black Partner Network and fundamentals of being an ally. I will love to see the Black Partner Network reach Canada-wide, different cities, different provinces, just because it's a way for us to get together and really find a common ground. I would love to see it being spearheaded by Black partners, but for sure the strength being allies and that allyship. Being an ally is listening. And when I'm being vulnerable and including you on some personal experiences that I've had, don't dismiss them by saying, well, what makes you think it has to do with race? That happens far too often. And I know it has to do with race because the same situation has happened to me time and time again. And you don't have to apologize. You never did it to me. So that's the one thing. You're not responsible. And I'm not blaming every white person for everything that's happened to black people. But I need you to acknowledge what I've gone through. I need you to sympathize as my friend. And let's work on how we can make this environment that we're in a more inclusive. The whole purpose of us sharing these experiences is to shed light on, on what happens to prevent it from happening to somebody else. In the 10th episode, Ferdinand discusses his approach on influencing others. You have to be interested versus interesting. I think you have to have a curiosity and an open mind to understand what that other team is trying to accomplish because they have all the positive intent. We have the same mission and values. We're all operating under those principles to create a vision for what that store experience will be like with the customer. But maybe, you know, the operations isn't maybe their expertise. 
they're brilliant in other parts of the business. And so, you know, to influence is really to understand their vision for it. And then that will create commonality. That's what you're trying to accomplish. Well, let me help you understand how you could bring that to life for a barista that reads that job aid or is in that training session. And so it isn't about kind of getting them to do it our way. It's actually more about co-creating the common goal and influencing maybe the approach to the work or how we might bring that to life. And that's uh, that's exciting to be a part of, to consult and help others, because ultimately we all want the same goal. We're all on the same team. The 11th episode featured Kathleen Cook, who is a 25-year partner. The start of the second season also marked a slight modification, a heavier focus on role and department education. Here, Kathleen sheds light on her role as a senior admin. In a nutshell, I would probably say that an admin role is really about removing barriers and distractions for your leaders and your partners to get their job done. How do you show up as that servant leader that I've mentioned to make sure that they're successful? And that does change. It changes in the moment and it changes from day to day. Kathleen also provided great tips on job exploration. It's always looking at, if it's not necessarily identifying a role you have an interest in, start exploring. Look at the different teams, find out who may be on the different teams, set up a coffee connect with your regional coordinator or one of the admins and just find out more about what it is that they do to potentially decide if that may be something you're interested in. Put those kinds of things on your PDP and work with your manager, let them know it's something you're interested in so that when the program gets announced, you'll be sure to hear about it. Continue to develop in the role you're in. You need to excel in the job that you're already doing to be able to move on to new jobs and new roles. It's always important to do that. And then just, I would always say to people, be open to sometimes doing things differently than you you would have thought of. For me, my career has never been a straight line. It has been lots of different changes and moves all over the place. And so maybe exploring in different areas that you haven't considered before. Before we wrap up this episode, I want to take this moment to give a special shout out to partners who have played a role in bringing this podcast to life month over month. Thank you to Jeremy Jones, Ann Mason, Kara Beck, Rebecca Ranson, Bill Rosling, Corey Shaheen, Charlotte Smith, Chris Levine, and Alex Perron-Bussier. Also, thank you to every partner who has been featured. Learning from you was truly a gift. Last but definitely not least, thank you, partner. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast, even in the midst of a global pandemic and all of your amazing support. We cannot wait for more episodes to come, but until then, I'm Donna Ewan, and this is Career Passport.